Greetings, and welcome to the Thin Blue Marriage Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping law enforcement officers have better marriages. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremiah Guile, current law enforcement officer and chaplain. This is the third episode of this series. I want to give a special thanks to all the new listeners throughout the United States, as well as a few new listeners I've picked up from Canada and Australia. I know there's been a bit of a time gap between each episode being released. I'm going to try to get better at this and get each new episode out about every two weeks. Just uh, bear with me. I'm not a professional podcaster. This is just something I do to help my fellow brothers and sisters in blue. I don't receive a single dollar from this podcast, but I do welcome any support that you can give in the form of emails, just letting me know about your experiences. I welcome your stories, questions, and feedback. Uh, Just shoot me an email at thinbluemarriage at yahoo.com. All right, so let's get on with the show. So to have a good marriage, you need to know how to get the bad things out and then build up the good. In episode two, we discussed one way of dealing with the bad by introducing a strategy to reduce the impact of toxic people on your marriage. Now, this was done through the use of the proper marriage mindset discussed in episode one. But in this episode, we're going to focus on developing the good. One method you can accomplish this is remembering when you're off, be off. One challenge that exists with law enforcement officers is that we tend to have this on-duty, 24-7 mentality. Even when we go off-shift, we still talk and act like cops. We may be off the clock, but mentally, we are still on duty. Now, this places a major strain on marriages because your attention and focus is divided between your job and your spouse. Now, here in Florida, cops have a term called changing hats. It describes how you change roles during a citizen contact when the type of investigation you're conducting changes. You stop doing one role and then change into another. An example of this would be if you're doing a traffic stop that leads to a DUI investigation. You first have to conclude your investigation into the traffic violation, which led to the traffic stop. Then you change hats and begin a DUI investigation. You do not try to do both at the same time because it just will not work. All kinds of issues will come up. So you can't fully focus on your marriage if you're only halfway present at home. Much like doing investigations, you need to change hats when going home. You take off your cop hat and put on your spouse hat. Now, it's unrealistic to believe that a cop can come home and just completely turn it off. There's an inherent tendency of being hypervigilant at all times. You'll always have this natural tendency to continuously do things like threat assessments, uh, checking out your environment, being distrusting of people, and all those other things that us cops do. But instead of trying to completely turn it off, you start by practicing turning it way down. So how much? Well, almost to the point of being undetectable. You still got a little bit of it there in the background, 
but it shouldn't really be noticeable. If I was to give it a number, I would say about 95% off. Now, I know there's many arguments that can be made that an LEO needs to always be on guard because a threat does not care if you're on duty or out with your family. Now, to some degree, this is true. However, it needs to be properly balanced because if it's not in balance, that threat could be your own self harming your family by your inability to be there with the family, to be mentally present. So get yourself into the habit of not talking about cop stuff or the job all day when you're at home with your spouse. Talking to your spouse about work and limited amounts can be a good way of supporting each other and having someone to vent to. Just do it in moderation. Often spouses will be supportive of the job, but probably don't want to hear about it all the time. You know, spouses tend to find it interesting when you first get together, but over time, eh, not so much. Not to mention your work stories can actually increase your spouse's stress. They already worry about you getting hurt on the job, you know, getting shot, getting stabbed, you know, getting punched in the face. But telling war stories only reinforces that fear because now it's validating all those things that they're, they're worried about. You're now reminding them of all the violence, the issues, all the craziness that goes on in this world, and that you are in the middle of it. You know, be careful about the war stories. You know, use some discretion with war stories. That's, I'm not saying that you should never talk to your spouse about them, but just use discretion when deciding what to talk about and what not to talk about. Unfortunately, there's no set way of understanding what that would be. You just have to get to know your individual spouse uh, because every marriage is going to be different. Every spouse is different and they're going to have different ways that they respond to the stories, to the fears of the job and stuff like that. Now, when you're off, remember to make your spouse a priority. One thing that you can do is to find a hobby or something positive that you can do together. If you're not sure what that may be, then just sit down and discuss different ideas. Try some new and different things. Try some stuff that you might like. Pick something that she might like. Go back and forth. Just try different stuff. It doesn't really matter so much what it is, just as long as you're spending time together in a positive way. Now, that being said, I just want to be real here for a moment. You know, I've been a cop for a long time and sadly, I need to say this. Doing things like watching porn, going to strip clubs, hanging around a bar all night, going to swinger parties, these things are not, nor will they ever be, positive things for your marriage. You can boo and hiss all you want, but if you want your marriage to get better, those things will not help no matter what excuse you come up with. And believe me, over the years, I've heard all kinds of excuses from people that said, oh, these things are helping them out in some way, shape, or form. And then, of course, a year or two later, they're divorced. So those things will not help you. So just, just get those out of the picture right now. Now, I'm not saying you need to spend all your time together. Because sometimes you're going to need some alone time. Just remember that, generally speaking, the more quality time you can spend together, 
the faster you can grow your marriage. Now, if you're in a marriage where spending time together just results in conflict, then you need to progress into this slowly. Spending all day together fighting is not something that's going to help your marriage. It's only going to hurt it. And so this is a common issue that happens with a lot of people is they just start trying to spend too much time together. They haven't learned how to deal with conflict resolution. They haven't learned how to get along yet. So when they start spending all this time together, it is ends up hurting them because again, they're just fighting. They're not healing. But see, this also introduces another way that the proper marriage mindset that I discussed in the first episode comes into play. When you and your spouse work as a team for the goal of improving your marriage, you help reduce the conflict by understanding that sometimes you need to break away for a few just to calm down. So think about it in a team approach. As a team, you can reduce that damage caused by fighting, by mutually disengaging, just to avoid losing any progress that you've made. If you've been getting along great for a few weeks, you don't want to lose all that progress in 30 minutes by having a yelling match and saying a bunch of nasty things to each other. So if you and your spouse are on board and you just have this way of letting each other know, hey, I'm starting to get you know upset, I'm starting to get tense, let's pull away from a sec so you can calm down, that is a great way of doing it. As long as you're looking at it from a team approach, where your spouse understands and appreciates the fact that you're trying to break away to avoid causing the harm that that fight is likely to cause. Now, in the next podcast, I'm going to discuss some fundamentals on conflict resolution that will not only help reduce your conflict, but you can also transform it into something positive. So until then... Just proceed with caution if you or your spouse feel that aggressive tension brewing. Just spend as much positive time as you can together, but never to the point of fighting. Now, this podcast is going to be a bit shorter than some of the other ones, just because the nature of what we're talking about doesn't require as in-depth explanation. However, just to summarize, just remember this. Learn to change hats when you go home. Learn to turn off or take the job hat off. Put the spouse hat on. Make your spouse your priority. Find positive things that you can do together. And lastly, break away if needed to avoid fighting. Now, the most important thing always to remember is to remember your focus. And that focus is marital success. It's about working as a team with your spouse and developing that strong relationship and commitment. Also remember that change is slow. The worse your marriage is or the more challenges and more of a strain you have, the longer it's going to take for it to heal. But also remember, do not give up. It does take time. If it doesn't seem like it's working in the beginning, well, unfortunately, sometimes it just takes time. It all depends on where you're at in your marriage when you start doing these principles. Until next episode, I just want you all to keep your focus, be safe, and have a great day.